0: Principal Matters Podcast, episode 321. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast. Each week, we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about lessons in the leadership journey with my special guest, Shanita Perry. Shanita Perry is a native. Newport News, Virginian, and she's attended Alabama State University, where she received a bachelor's degree in music education in 1994, a master's degree in music education in 1996, and a certification in educational leadership in 2005. She also completed a certification in school management and leadership from Harvard University in July of 2022. Shanita has worked as an educator with Montgomery Public Schools since 1994, and she served as an elementary school music specialist for 22 years and is currently in her seventh year as a middle school assistant principal. She has worked in both Title I and magnet school settings. Shanita's goal is to become a transformational instructional leader where she can empower students and educators to become their very best and succeed in work and life. She loves to serve, motivate, and inspire others to achieve their goals, and she's currently the AP at Baldwin Arts an academics magnet school at Montgomery, Alabama. Miss Shanita Perry, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. Can you fill in the gaps on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about
1: you? Um. Well, one thing is I never wanted to be a teacher. I don't know if that's something good <laughs> to share with a bunch of educators, but I didn't, teaching was not the profession that I wanted to go into because I felt teachers were like, the upper epsilon of everything they were like uh the best you know you had to be the smartest person you had to know everything you had to be everything and i held them in high esteem and high respect and uh so i ended up in teaching and fell in love with it um my journey was kind of around about i want to be a business major like so many people during that time in the late 80s, we all want to be business majors and make a lot of money and tell people what to do, sit behind a desk and tell people what to do. That was my goal in life. Um, and then I kind of got careened into music education. I started out as a business uh, unofficial business major. Um, wanted to got talked into doing the music media program which was music and business so music something I love as you can tell from being a music education major mm-hmm. um music was something I love and so I decided to merge the two together well of course uh I didn't officially declare it as my major so I kind of got uh sidetracked and had all these music classes so my band director at Alabama State was like hey major in music education we need more music educators okay and that's what I did. And I fell in love with education. I really have. And as you can wow. tell, I've been in it for what, 29, this is 29 years, 28, 29 years. Yeah. And it's so
0: interesting, Shanita, how many people I talked to, including myself who went into college, you know, I was an English major was really unsure how exactly I would use that major. I, I had a a lot of interests in working overseas um, also doing church ministry. And so for me, education, like you, I decided, well, I'll also add education to my major and start a student teaching. And then, of the course, that door opened right after college. And I thought, oh, I'll do this for a year or two. And then I recognized, like so many other people, the, the, the kind of investments that you can make in the lives of students and and teachers and community members and it's in it it is a calling for so many yes people. and so you know one of the reasons that that we connected is you're a longtime listener of the mm-hmm. principal banners show and recently jen schwanke and i did a a couple of episodes on transitions in leadership tips for those transitioning in positions and so when you and i connected through email and then we set up a zoom to have a conversation i was so intrigued by your story because you were sharing with me that your journey into leadership was was not very traditional either. And before I get there though, I, I wanna <laughs> I wanna hold that question first. But before we get there, first tell us a little bit more about Baldwin Arts. It's a special place for you and your school oh, community. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your school before I jump into those questions on that leadership journey.
1: Well Baldwin Arts and Academics Magnet is a six through eight middle school. Um, We have a dual magnet program. So we have our academic students who are a year or more ahead um, and they are high achievers. Then we have our artistically, very artistically inclined students um, who are just brilliant in their arts. I mean, they're performers. We have um, eight, I believe it's eight arts um, electives. Um, Each student has to have two each student that's an art student, they have to have two. So we have theater, we have dance, piano, strings, um, band, Mm -hmm. choir. I'm missing something creative writing and -hmm. something else I'm missing, but we have a whole lot to offer. And those kids are just amazing. Um, We have a very diverse staff, a very diverse faculty, um, very diverse student body. And the kids are just Oh, when I say amazing, they are amazing. And the teachers are, the teachers are amazing. Everybody's amazing. It's just, you know, it's weird because you have, you know, you can tell who the artsy people are and you can tell who the academically inclined, and then you have some kids that cross over. So they may be an academic student, but they may have one art elective and a technology elective or a foreign foreign language elective an art selective or foreign, you know, they have something, but it's just amazing to see all of those different personalities together and how they, (laughs) they mesh. And sometimes they don't, but um, it's really interesting. It's it's a a, great
0: school. What a wonderful opportunity for students. And I'm looking at your website right now and, you know, for the, um, the link where students audition for those programs. And I think mm-hmm. the only one you didn't include is piano because they have dance, yeah. guitar, piano, strings, guitar, yeah. visual arts, choral uh, mm-hmm. alternatives, band. And so what an amazing opportunity for students to combine those academics because you and I both know that when students have a reason to be at school, to do something that's a passion, something they love, something where they find mm-hmm. connection with others that they are more likely to attend, they're exactly. going to have higher student outcomes exactly and so so all of those programs that we can create for students to get them connected and involved provide them with a reason to want to be at school and exactly and, and she needed what's so intriguing to me is that you in your leadership journey you found a place to land that really fit well for your background but here's the part of your story that i want to park on for a few minutes is that you were in teaching for 22 years before you stepped into your leadership role now mm-hmm. and when we shared earlier that was not a quick find for you to find the oh, right no. place. And so can you talk a little bit about your unique story in your education journey with our listeners?
1: Oh, I will. Um, Well, in 2005, I got my certification in administration and I just knew, oh, I'll get a job soon. I'll get a job soon. I went on several. I mean, I interviewed for years and years and years, 11 to be exact. <laughs> oh. And so um, it was just Like I would be in the top two, the top three. Oh, we loved you, but we went with this person. You know, we thought this person would be a better fit. That went on for 11 years. And then um, I started uh, the school year in 2016, I think it was. That sounds about right. And um, I had made up my mind that if I didn't get an administration job, I was going to work my 25 years and go home. Mm-hmm. That's what my mindset was. Well, I started school that year and then I interviewed for a position. Well, actually I was offered, I was asked to apply for a literacy coach position, which was n- not what I wanted. And I, I turned that down. And then the person said, well, if I ever come up with a, if an, if, if an AP position ever comes open, would you be interested? And I said, well, probably so, you know, cause that's what I really want to do. So that was like, uh, late August, early September. So the uh, position came open, I applied. So on a Friday, which was, I can tell you the exact date, it was September the 9th of that year. I was an elementary music teacher. On this, on that Monday, September the 12th, I was a, a middle school assistant principal. But the journey was, it was tough, but I, I really took the time and I, I said, well, you know, God, if this is not what you have for me, whatever you have for me, if this is what you want me to do, this is what I'll do. And so I, I just, it was hard to be patient, but I, I really had to be patient. And I had to wait on the right timing. So my first school was a Title I school. Um, I was there three years. I loved it. And then I, there was a reduction in force that took place. So they told us we had to go back to the classroom, but they would place us if positions came open, which they did. And that's how I ended up at Baltimore.
0: So let's stay there, Shanita, because that is such a unique story. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you in this conversation is because I think so many times when leaders are thinking about their own transition in their own work, we all think that someone else's story. So I think we all think things should happen faster than they do. Mm hmm. And we often place ourselves on pathways where we expect things are going to happen a certain way and they don't always happen exactly like we think they're going to there's so many different competing factors that will affect what you may or may not end up doing in leadership and the more especially for those listeners principal matters listeners who may be aspiring leaders or maybe you're already in a position and you're looking at something um, in terms of a, a, a step up in in terms of responsibility or authority you you and I both know there are a lot of, every school has lots of teaching and staff openings.
1: Yeah, But every school
0: only has one or two leadership positions Mm -hmm. depending on their size or maybe four or five if they're a large setting too. And so I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, is, well, I'm going to ask you, when you think back to your story, what are some of the lessons that you learned through that story that might help others who are on their own journey
1: right now looking for that right fit? Well, one of them was the realization that you know, one, there's one or two administrators at a school. There are 30 or 40 teachers at a school. Even though the positions are diverse, you still have a wider chance of getting a teaching job than you do an administration job. And the thing was going to the interviews and I think I got my revelation at an interview, probably when I interviewed for the high school, the, um, arts, the arts magnet high school, I interviewed for that AP position. Well, I know while I was there for the interview, there had to be seven people at, at the, you know, either coming in or leaving out while I was there. And the interviews had been going on all day. And so in my, my mathematical mind, I was like, oh my God, so how many people actually are being interviewed for this? You know, <laughs> and it was like, oh, you're like a little, you're like a, a big pun, But we only need one fish out of the pond. So, I mean, it was just getting the realization that it may not happen as fast. And then there were people who were coming behind me with their administration credentials that were getting jobs. And I'm looking like, how are you getting a job? I've been trying to find one for five or six years or (laughs) seven or eight years. How are you getting a job? You know, they go first interview. They got a job. How is this happening? So a lot of it was. And to be honest, a lot of it was, I was discouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially the longer it took, closer to year, like the first five years, I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Then when that one hit, it was like, wait a minute, am I ever going to get a job? Because there are a lot of people looking for these jobs and there are not many to choose from. So I really had to go into prayer and just, is this what you want me to do, Lord? Did I waste my time going back to school? You know, Mm -hmm. you go through all of that. You can have all those things going on in your mind, but then you just, if it's for me, it's for me. And then the way the the process played out, you know, I had people even speaking up for me, people who knew my ethic, my work ethic, people who knew I was capable of doing the job. They were speaking very highly of me and people were not budging, but I believe timing is everything. And I believe God's timing is perfect, if I can Mm -hmm. say that, Um, because what we want may not be what we need and we may not be ready for what we want the process that's part of the process I look at the preparation for being an administrator there are going to be times when things don't happen the way you want them to happen or when you want them to happen but as an administrator that happens you know so it's kind of a, a a preparation field or preparing ground to get you ready for what you're going into because even though you know, it was 11 years from the time I did my coursework and my internship before I got a position. There were things that happened along the journey that prepared me. And I look back now and I'm like, that's what that was. Mm -hmm. It was a proving ground to get me ready. Mm, So I I encourage anybody who's trying and it seems like the door keeps opening, find another door or keep knocking. It'll open. If that's what God really has for them, it'll, it'll open. I Thank you,
0: well, what I also appreciate about your story is, you know, you and I have worked with in long term career educators have worked with a lot of leaders mm-hmm. over time. And sometimes we work with leaders that we're like, man, this is the leader I want to emulate. And sometimes we work with leaders and you're like, well, this is the leader who I don't want to emulate. But the but I think the longer that you serve in schools, the more um, experience you get on mm-hmm. certain situations with families and with communities and with with children. And so mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I've, I have met leaders um, across the spectrum, young leaders and old leaders. And so I don't want to yes. make any generalizations here, but I will say this, that a lot of times when I meet administrators who have had a long time classroom experience, mm-hmm. it gives them a lot, of, a lot of credibility with their teachers. Yeah. And it also gives them a lot of history with working with students and families that helps them now become the instructional leader. And so I'm not saying if anyone's out there listening that you don't fit into the same category, <laughs> Shanita, then therefore you're not as strong as she is. I'm not saying that, but I'm just yeah. saying, Shanita, that there is an advantage to having that many years of classroom experience when you step into school leadership mm-hmm. because your teachers recognize that you have a lot of um, learned experiences that help you coach and lead
1: them too. Mm-hmm. And I feel more connected to the teacher. You know, I feel because I was it's not, I'm not that far removed from being in their shoes. Mm -hmm. So I feel more connected. And I think like you just said, they feel more connected to me because it's amazing at Baldwin, you know, the arts teachers, well, you know, Miss Perry taught music, you know, Miss Perry taught music. And the kids are like, what, what? Yeah. And so I was in a band class one day. Um, I just stopped by to ask the teacher something. And the little boy, he was having trouble with the trombone band, beginning band. And so the teacher kept trying to get him to hit this note, hit this note, no, 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 hit this note, hit this note. I said, well, sweetheart, we were trying to explain, it's all in your lips, it's all in your lips. Well, before I knew it, the band teacher had grabbed a trumpet and sat down (laughs) and left me up there to talk to the to to teach the kid. And I was telling him, you know, this, that, and the other. When I learned to play the flute, I had to use a Coke bottle and this, that, and the other. And he was looking. So like a day or two later, I was on morning duty. And the little boy got out of his car. Good morning, Miss Pear. I said, good morning. I've been practicing my trombone, Miss Pear. I've been working with my lips and trying to get them right. And I was like, oh wow. And the band teacher was like, come back anytime. So you know, you you like you said, you build a certain rapport mm-hmm. because they know that you've been in it. And like you said, not to discount anybody who gets blessed early. I don't want to discount them. Mm-hmm. But there is something about having been in the classroom. Yes. And you can and, relate and have compassion. And what is it? Um, grace. You know how to give grace when grace is needed.
0: Yeah. And there's something about being willing to step back in, whether it's a subject area that you're strong in or not, but being willing to step back in those classroom experiences and help mm-hmm. with instruction. I can, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of an experience um, when I was still a principal when we were doing some remediation pullouts with students mm. and this was, This was the beginning of a journey for us because we had not had we were we were piloting some we were piloting remediation schedules before we decided which one to adopt, which is a whole other story for leaders. I always encourage leaders if you're thinking about adopting a new schedule or system that's going to be schoolwide pilot it first, because then you can work out the kinks. So we were actually piloting two different schedules a year before implementation so we could see how they were going to go. Okay. And so for one of them, that required all of my language arts teachers to be in different places. And we were short one instructor for oh, oh, a wow. group of kids that needed remediation. So I stepped in and covered those those lessons. And I remember talking later to one of the teachers who um, was actually a special education teacher, but she had stepped in to assist. And she'd never seen me teach. And so she was so surprised, but also encouraged at watching Mm -hmm. me do the work of the instructor with students. And it made me just reflect on the fact that sometimes, um, as leaders, it's healthy for us and for our kids and our teachers to see us step in and help manage those instructional moments as well. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I agree with that. Go ahead.
0: Well, let me, let me jump in with this question because, um, for principal Matters listeners, if you did not listen to episode 319 or 320 with Jen Schwanke, then um, go back and listen, because we talked about um, some long term unpacking of tips for transitioning in leadership. And so, Shanita, I'm just going to read the list really fast because I, I want to get some feedback from you. We talked about the importance of keeping your resume updated. We talked mm-hmm. about um, relying on your network. Of other mm-hmm. people, we talked about researching your prospects, demonstrating your excellence, no matter if you're in a leadership position or not. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to introduce yourself to to people, subscribing to job searches, yeah. um, learning how to create a, a a backward timeline so you could look at, at things that are coming up and, and calendar your way into some opportunities. And then I talked about a a, a plan that. I had not heard until a couple of years ago called Odyssey Planning, where you come up with more than one option for yourself so that oh. you're not just on one on journey. But when you think about your own journey, and I also talk about celebrating your successes along the way, mm-hmm. think, when you think about those ideas for people that are thinking about transitioning and looking for those education position transitions, what tips would you highlight from that list or what would you add to it?
1: All of them. <laughs> I highlight all of them. Um, really, the one about keeping your resume current, and not only just that. You know, I'm. I, I think I mentioned last time we talked um, that I was um, a member of the Instructional Leadership Association. Well, Justin Bader, and I'm. I guess I'm putting a plug mm-hmm. in for Justin. Oh, we love. He Justin. does an excellent job with talking about what to put in your resume mm-hmm. and making not making like okay you put your school and we usually list our responsibilities we don't list our accomplishments or how what we did to like test scores you know i may we'll say or we'll say something like um handle discipline but when we should turn that into some kind of accomplishment or reduce the number of office referrals by this percent using this strategy. We don't word stuff like that in our resumes. So making sure that your resume is a selling point for you, not just something to say, Oh, I did this. I was, I facilitated this. I did this. I did that. But what impact did it have on your school Mm. or what impact did it have on your students? You know um, I think I'm saying that right. Cause Mm. I've been trying to update my resume and my, biggest thing has been, what are my accomplishments? And that goes back to what you were saying about starting backwards, doing a backwards timeline of what you've done. So I think that's important to not only to your resume, but to your reflection on your practice. You know, you got to stay, you got to be reflective as not just an administrator, but as a teacher, you've got to be reflective. So you'll know what you can use the next time to do better or to help some other student or to help another teacher or to help a parent or to help another colleague or another principal in the district, another assistant. You just never know. you know. And that goes back to the networking thing. You gotta network and you cannot be an island. You gotta have somebody that you can bounce. As you know, Will, a lot of this stuff gets deep and you have to bounce it off of somebody that you, you know, prayer is good. And I'm not knocking prayer at all, but sometimes it's good to lay your eyes on somebody and be able to talk to them, even if they're just sitting there nodding their head or saying, hey, well, try this or try that. Or they're just listening. You know, that's a big deal. I'm sorry. I went too much.
0: No, (laughs) Shanita, I am sitting here just enjoying this so much because you know me, I'm a note taker. So I just want to come back to Principal Matters listeners because I'll put a link in the show notes to Justin Bader's resources at Principal Center and what a great suggestion to make sure that you include the impact that your leadership is having on students mm-hmm. or on your school and and she needed the the idea of being reflective on your practice making sure that you're actually taking the time to think through how is my practice helping other people it's not just a job I'm completing each day mm-hmm. there's actually there's actually impact that's happening through my leadership and then you can't be an island. You, you have to bounce your ideas off of others with experience. And so whether that's in looking for a position or in enhancing the position that you're in, oh my gosh. And this is one of the reasons I encourage leaders to think about joining a mastermind or getting executive coaching. And I offer those options through Principal Matters, but so do people like Justin Bader and Jethro yeah. Jones and Danny Bauer and some of the national associations uh, with NAESP, for instance. So there's so many ways out there that you can connect with other leaders. And mm-hmm. learn to reflect with others, and that's how you and I met. Um, exactly is, is, exactly is by the reflection that you've been doing through principal matters and which leads to my next question. I, I wanted to ask you, um, it in addition to listening to my show because uh, you've re- expressed to me, and you could talk about any ways that the show's been helpful for you, but I, but in addition to that, I wanted to ask you, Shanita, where do you find your strength and inspiration and and how do you keep growing in, in your leadership?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, um, your podcast, uh, Justin, and what's crazy. Now you're going to enjoy this. I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I have, Justin had a a reconnect PLN during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like, I can't remember exactly when, but I, I know I was at home with foot. I had had foot surgery. So I was at home. And so we were doing this reconnect PLN and all these different people were on from different places. So we would post stuff and people would comment well it was this one guy he's in virginia uh he's a friend of mine. well now we're friends but we met through the reconnect pln and justin put one of our posts on one day when we were on a zoom and we were both like what what well the craziest thing and i brought him up his name is eric i brought eric up because since then eric and i have talked just about every day since the reconnect PLN, and it's like we've become the best of friends we've never met face to face we've done like um zoom uh microsoft teams but we've never met face to face so through that uh, eric and i eric will share with me last year was his first year as a principal so he'll share with me stuff you know he would share all the things he was going through and i would try to help him and then, you know, I've shared stuff with him and we like bounce stuff off. It's amazing. He He's called since I've been on with you. Um, <laughs> but um, he, I mean, it's just amazing how the connection, you know, mm-hmm. and not just him, there's a few other people I connected with. We're, we don't keep in touch like Eric and I do. But Justin says, uh, I've never had anybody to do that, like to wow. connect. So it's good to do different things like, you know, your podcast. I mean, like when you sent that email, just checking in, I was like, hey, I'm gonna reply. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know if it made any sense. And then when you, you, we connected. So, you know, it's amazing. It's just, I mean, so many different people in so many different places. And it's good to spread your horizons because You can connect with people in your district. I have people that I'm close to in my district that are instructional leaders. But when you can connect outside of your district, outside of your city, outside of your state, even outside of your country, that I was able to do that with the Harvard thing um, because of our posts. It's just amazing the things you learn from other people and to see how things are done differently in other places, you know, or, you know, like they have oh they have a dean of students what's a dean of students we don't have that you know i'm the dean of students i'm the dean of students i'm this i'm that and the other um but it's just amazing to have that support and those people to be in your corner so i i advise anybody to make sure you get your good connection with i mean i even watch um and this may be another plug, but on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. I, I I always join in with Baruti Kafele, principal yes. Kafele, on the um virtual AP Leadership Academy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday morning. Well, you know, some Saturdays I miss, but it's been going for like 120 plus weeks. Mm-hmm. He started it during the pandemic. So yes. that's another connection, you know, and he has great guests on. It's amazing. I mean, just to that's how I keep growing. I, and I'm always listening for people like Eric taught me into going to the Harvard thing, doing the Harvard, uh, CSML course. So it's just being connected and knowing people that's, I mean, just meeting people and you don't have to be best friends. You could just, I mean, people are willing to help and be willing to help others. Cause you may say something that helps somebody else and you may think it's little, but it's really big.
0: Shanita that is so rich and so principal matters listeners I know you're doing what I'm doing you're sitting here listening thinking about <clears throat> in your own growth um it's Danny Bauer who says that isolation is the enemy of excellence and he's mm-hmm. so right and and you you just proved that Shanita that you, you even during the pandemic there were lots of folks that were learning to, how to connect with other people but whether it's Berute Kefeli or whether it's taking the Harvard leadership course or whether it's listening to Justin Bader and connecting with his PLNs or listening to this podcast, the opportunities for growth are greater than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think we forget that we're we're not alone. And so I've told this story to Principal Matters listeners so many times, but I'm going to tell it again now because that experience came home to me for the first time in the greatest way in 2012, when I was named Oklahoma's assistant principal of the year, and I got to travel to Washington DC for a mm-hmm. conference with the National Association of Secondary School Principals. And I was sitting in a room with principals from almost every state in America, and everyone was sharing their practices and talking about their schools. And, mm-hmm. and suddenly like, <clears throat> you know how you can be in a room and in a moment, but then your own thoughts take you to a different place. Mm-hmm. And so as all of this sharing was going on in my mind, there was this light bulb that was going off when I was recognizing that every one of these people is an unsung hero. They're mm-hmm. Obviously they're there because they have been recognized for their work, but they represent so many hundreds, and I'm gonna say thousands, of exactly. leaders across schools all over every state, across the continental US, outside the US. Those We have listeners in Canada and Australia and in Europe and in China and in India. Mm-hmm. So whoever's listening to me right now, you are not alone. You, you, you represent experiences that other leaders can find like minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they can, they can, and sometimes we've experienced agony. Sometimes yes. we've experienced exhilaration. Sometimes mm-hmm. we've experienced grief. Um, it, and so in some, but it, sometimes you think I'm the only one until you finally connect with enough leaders mm-hmm. that you realize, Oh my gosh, there are a lot of other people like me out there yes. and I don't have all the answers.
1: Exactly. I always
0: tell every, when I'm ever in a room with with a group of leaders doing learning, I always say the smartest person in this room is the room.
1: It's mm-hmm. not me, even mm-hmm. though I love
0: to talk. It's not me. Um, mm-hmm. And it's Shanita and it's, it's others. So together exactly. we have so much learning to do. Well, Shanita Perry, thank you so much for sharing your leadership journey with principal managers, listeners and listeners. I just want to encourage you Uh, reach out to me. If you've got a story of your journey that's unique, I would love to hear from you. And you can always reach out to me at my email address at will at williamdparker.com even if you just want to correspond and tell me about your school and build a new friendship like Shanita and I have, but Shanita, as we wrap up, I want to thank you for your leadership and the way that you've served your school community. But I would also just like to give you an opportunity to add any parting advice that you'd have for leaders that are thinking of transitions in their leadership. And then how can uh, folks connect with you if they want to reach out and build a relationship with you?
1: Well, one big piece of advice I do have, um, If you're aspiring to be um, an instructional leader, don't just focus on one component, don't just focus on the management, don't just focus on the instruction, but learn it, learn as much as you can about all of it. Read books, go to podcasts, talk to people, watch the person that's leading you now so that you can learn from them. I mean, you can can learn from a distance, just take notes like Will likes to do, take notes. I'd like to take notes too, mental notes, physical notes, Mm Of things that you see them doing, ask questions, but really find out what it is that you're getting into. Because leadership is not for the faint of heart, and it's 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 rewarding, and but it's an, it's a roller coaster, and be ready not only to lead children, but be ready to lead adults because that's a whole different. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean the, the adult adult leading adults is different so just make sure you're observing what's going on because when you flip the script and you're the person in charge or you're the second person in charge it's a whole different uh, atmosphere so just be ready and just pay attention and be ready um, I guess if anybody I don't have a lot of I don't have like social media accounts and all of that to um <laughs> to um reach out on um i'm you, new at this wheel what do don't i do have, you <laughs> do
0: not have to share your email address shanita but if you want folks to find you what, what is your school website and because i know that your contact information is there
1: oh baldwin arts and academics magnet school montgomery alabama baldwin arts say it again baldwin arts and academics magnet school
0: all right Principal Matters listeners, so if you want to reach out to Shanita Perry in Montgomery, Alabama, you can go to Baldwin (laughs) Arts and Academics Magnet School. Their website is there. I've seen her contact information there because I love to look at schools and love to see the programs that they're offering. Shanita Perry, thank you for sharing your lessons and your leadership journey with Principal Matters listeners. Thank you for being a school leader. Thank you for loving kids, loving adults. You gave so many great parting words of advice there, so listeners, I just encourage you to Rewind that parting piece of advice from Shanita Perry to make your day better. Shanita, until next time, thanks for doing what
1: matters. I'll talk to you You're soon. welcome. Talk to you soon, Will.
0: You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com.